Eventbrite, Saturday, March 12th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific. Survive with the basics. The virtual workshop brought to you by none other than Mr. Freedom Sick himself. Spots are limited. If you want to learn about the required equipment and the knowledge for survival, building a proper survival mindset, and how to build an effective EAP, which is your emergency action plan. Tickets are on sale now. You can find the link on TikTok and Instagram at at Mr. Freedom Stick 5.0 or at Mr. Freedom Branch. Get your tickets now. Lambo coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here Spokane Washington how's everybody doing yeah today's episodes episodes how about episode is Lambo's top 20 on preparing your children for survival I needed to do um I needed to do a, a segment of a class to not teach a class, but to give some information um, for a group, and and I came up with a list of of the top twenty things that I believe are important to teaching your children. So, so when I'm when I'm making this list, you got to remember that it it everything has to be age appropriate. So if your your kids three. Obviously, we don't want him carrying around knives or knowing how to use a knife or, you know, we don't want him building fires. You have to take their age and their mental, you're definitely going to want to take into account their maturity level and we don't want to put too much on them. We want to take things in stride and make things fun. You know, right now, if you're in your, in the preparedness cycle, you're trying to come up with ways to teach your kids make it fun make it a game make it like a you know a, a scavenger hunt or make it into a science project or make it something just don't word vomit all over them don't scare them you know make it fun make it one thing at a time and really you know as we're making it fun but yet we want them to understand why some things are done so you gotta you'll know you'll know you know your kids number one the number one key point before i get into my list is the number one thing you can do for your child in all three phases all three phases of survival that means preparing that means surviving and that means the community aspect okay uh let's say natural disaster happens okay we live in the pacific northwest hurricanes earthquakes i know we tornado we've and 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 i we've had tornadoes in our area uh very sparingly i mean we 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 have had them and but it it is a natural disaster okay and and this goes all over you can add hurricanes to this but up in the pacific northwest we have earthquakes volcanoes and tornadoes i'll just say that but We had one winter where we had freezing temperatures, and then we had high winds on top of that, which knocked down hundreds of trees, 
I don't, I think thousands might be blowing that number up, but hundreds of trees knocking power out for several days to several weeks. So you end up with a community type deal. Okay. And that's, that would be the third phase of survival is community. The number one thing you can teach your child is knowledge, you know, and, and we learned this from Mr. Freedom Stick himself in the two episodes that we have, it's knowledge. It's not things. You can have all the things and all the gadgets. And and I got caught up in buying that too. So I'm putting myself into that category as well. And now I'm making those changes. I want to teach my children the knowledge of how to use things, of how to do things, create things, shelter, you know, water, food, procurement, um, reading maps okay and and i'm going to go over all this in in the notes but the knowledge of doing so um taking them off the electronics you know we're we're going to be in a survival mode when this happens we will have no power i my prediction is that the grid is going to go we will lose internet service we will lose phone service so all of our communication is down teach your children how to use a radio Okay. Teach your kids how to how to find um, the the national the weather band because it'll give out you know certain information that they're able to use. So you know m- make sure that they know how to do that stuff. We're all we're all with those gadgets. You know we're we're doing our part in preparedness. We're getting batteries. We're getting you know food storage. We're getting water built up. You know we're doing what we need to do as parents. But we don't want to forget about the kids. We don't want to forget about our animals. If you have a dog, make sure you have extra dog food. You buy a bag, make sure you have another bag, and we're constantly rotating through. But you know, I buy the I buy the forty pound, forty five pound bags for my dog, and I can get anywhere from three weeks to a month out of that bag. So I have the bag I'm using plus another one, and I will get anywhere from you know, two, two months if we, if they're fresh, but I will have anywhere from six weeks or four weeks to, to eight weeks, two months for my dog, you know, and then we can, we can come up with other ways after, after that, but I'll always have enough food for the dog. And, and that was kind of something that we never talked about when we're doing our preparedness series was what we're going to do with our animals. So make sure you're thinking of your animals. If you got a bird, make sure you have extra bird seed. You got cat, you know, make sure you have extra kitty litter, extra water, extra um, extra uh, food for it as well, and make sure we're we're giving them fresh water. With animals, they, they lick their own butt, so they can drink any kind of water. So if we can get storm water, if we can get you know muddy water, uh, you know you really don't want to give our, our our animals straight muddy water, but when they're in need of something, they'll drink out of the street water. Okay, that that's life. That's what they do. They're still fine with it. So if we're rationing water, we don't need to give our dogs, our animals, fresh water from a bottle when that water can be used for us. We can find other ways. So we're going to teach our children how to find those other ways of how to feed, how to water our animals. Okay, so that's kind of what this list is is for, and and uh, hopefully you guys have fun with it. Um, the second point, second key point, parents, know your physical and mental ability of your children. Do not overwhelm them with word vomit. Physically, you know, we talked about go bags. Um, there are people out there who 
don't like go bags. There are people out there who over like go bags that they fill them all up with stuff that they're probably never going to use. Okay. Again, I was in this as well. So I'm, I'm putting myself into this and I've made my adjustments. My bag was full. I can carry it. It's still under my my weight limit that I was shooting for. But I'm not I know that I'm not gonna build my son's bag like my bag. He's not gonna be able to carry that much weight. So I'm making sure he has the absolute necessities. First aid kit. All of my children have first aid kits in their bag. All of my kids have flashlights. All of my kids have a way to start a fire and they have knives. Okay. Number one, um, I believe there are paracord in in all of those and a couple other things. My oldest daughter, she has more in her bag than my son, but my son's bag I want to keep pretty light, okay, just because of his size and his, his physical ability. So know that going in. Um, the last thing, learn right along with your child and make learning fun. So there are things that I don't know. I don't know how to how to hold three rocks in my hand and make that able to purify water, okay? So I'm going to get the tools, get the the knowledge, get the literature that I need so that I can learn that as well, but I'm going to use it I'm going to do that with my kids. So that way we all have the knowledge to do so. Um Starting a fire. I know how to start a fire. I know my children don't. So you got to practice these things so that they know. I have been, um, one of the things I found, and it's light, so it, it fits in a bag really easy, but it's also a cheater. So I've been taking the dryer lint and putting them into emptied out toilet paper roll, or yeah, to- toilet paper, the inner cores, filling them completely full, and I've got a fire starter. I light one end of that, and it and it works its way through because lint is a fire starter. That's why most house not I shouldn't say most most house fires are electric, but a lot of the times a house fire starts from the the dryer vent of your dryer. It builds up. It doesn't get cleaned regular regularly, and then it just builds up in other areas of that dryer. So a little spark, it gets too hot, whatever, what have you. That's what starts fires. So dryer lint, if you if you and it's light, it squeezes nice and tight. And you know, I just been I've been building these um, I've been building these uh, toilet paper rolls with with lint, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna dispert them to the bags. We do have lighters in every bag. We do have um, other strikers. You know, it's a smaller it's a smaller uh, striking shaft uh, igniter. And then you can use the blunt end of your knife to to do that. But I have the knowledge; my children do not. So we will be getting away from our our gas. You know, light it with your gas, and we're going to start building fires with this knowledge for when we go and barbecue. Okay, we can we can still make it like a science project. We can still make it fun. We can still learn. But I can change my delivery system of how we're going to start learning these things. Okay. Um, and then, and then the, the biggest thing is try not to rely on, on all of your tools, on all of your gadgets and knowledge, find books, go to the library. Um, I had a thing come across on Facebook 
or it could have been TikTok, Facebook, guys giving away a survival. Now they're they're giving away the basic book, but it's all of the add-ons. You need to buy this, and then you need to buy this, and then you need to buy this. You can bypass all of that. Just buy the books. One of them is is survival. One of them is uh, seeds and planting. And one of them is water procurement. And so I've got all three of these books coming to me so that way I can start I can start uh, obtaining the literature that I want so that way I'm I know I'm ready and then that way I can teach my children. So um all right, I guess I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump right into it into Lambo's top twenty. Thank you, Lambo, for bringing me on. No, that's still me. Uh, preparing your children for survival, we have number one, knowledge of seeds and how to plant them. Um, in this in this list that I have, we are going to assume that all the parents are still there. Okay, We are not sending them, this list doesn't come from them having to be out onto their own. Okay, so the order might be a little different than how you perceive it. So when you go through and you listen to this, do not tear me down because, no, water needs to be number one. That's your number one resource. It needs to be number one. Wrong. Because your parents, the parents and adults should still be there. Okay? It is in the list, but it's not that high in the list because these other things are what make them valuable to the group. Okay, they're not by themselves. They are in a group. They're with their parents. There might be other people in the group as well. And so we're teaching them how to use these 20 items in the, they don't have to be in any order. Okay, it's just the order that I think fits best for number one, making it fun. And number two, on how best that they can help and they can feel accepted by the group that they're in. Okay, number one, knowledge of seeds and how to plant them. Um, you want to create a list, have, have your kids create a list and you can search on the internet for this as well. Okay. Create a list of your more important veggies to grow. Um, what soils work best for the seeds and how much water is needed to grow what you're planting. Again, with the, with the seeds, we, we, we want to be around a water source. Okay. So we should have, we should be able to use, river water, storm water, um, anything like that, rain water from the street, a mud hole, whatever. And we can use that water in, in planting our seeds and getting things to grow, um, all of that stuff, okay? We're not drinking this water, okay? We want to use this for other things. We can use all of the resources around us. So if we can dig a hole, let's say it rains, it's on a hill, it's on a slanted hill, we can dig a hole, you can line it if you want to. I really don't care. Or just dig a hole. Lining it with a garbage bag, you dig the hole, and then you can you know, uh, bury the sides of the garbage bag so that way the water drains into it. Okay, That's how we can create our stormwater stockpile for our animals, for our uh, garden that we're going to grow, Okay, our seeds. But knowing what types of soil work best for what seeds, creating a list of the most important 
veggies that we want to grow. Now, my list might be different than my buddy Albert's list from the co-host of the Hotcast One Radio podcast. It might be different than uh, Mr. Freedom Stick himself. That list of vegetables is going to be per your family of what we think is the best. So I'm not creating a list on here because your list might be different than my list, might be different from your grandma's list, okay? Grandma Bailey, rest in peace. Send me down your list if you can. So knowledge of of those veggies. Uh, Number two, with planting the seeds, create a list of edible and medicinal plants that would be vital for your survival. So in this list, you're going to figure out what plants create, um, you know, a, a, a pain medicine like an Advil or like a, a Tylenol, something like that. What are your What are your plants that do this? What are your plants that secrete an ointment? Okay, like a like a Neosporin or you know another thing like that. Triple antibiotic. You wanna you wanna create be able to plant seeds that will help you in your survival in a community aspect, okay? So we're going to make a list of food seeds, and then we're going to make a list of medicinal and and uh, survival seeds, okay, for to grow our own plants for that stuff. We're doing that because pharmacies will be no longer, okay? Those, those will be rated, you know, let's say we are out. It's a natural disaster. Your town gets overrun by lava okay we're, we're just gonna do that we're not gonna go we're not gonna go walking dead we're not gonna go um you know worst of the worst your government has now burned down complete cities okay we're not doing that we're just gonna go complete earthquake complete volcano okay tornado and this is what we're gonna have to do to start rebuilding okay so just just go about it like that this is where we're at we're not fearing our government we're not doing anything like that we have a volcano in the area. Well, actually, up here we have several. Okay, we have earthquakes. Okay, things can happen outside of our government taking cities over. Okay, so we need to be able to start over. We need to be able to have that knowledge of growing things. What seeds grow faster than others? What seeds for storage? Um, being able to store all of your seeds is a must. Okay, and this is even after they're planted and you pluck them from the vine, from the tree, from the stems. We need to be able to store all of that. So having the proper storage of the seeds, one, seeds can mold, seeds can rot before getting into the ground. So you need to know all that stuff. Make yourself a make yourself an Excel spreadsheet if you want to, something that you can understand the knowledge of of seeds, okay? Uh, having the having the storage bins, totes, um, your individual baggies, having you know just stuff. Create your list. Do your research on how to uh, have the best organization for your seeds. So number one, knowledge of seeds. Number two, knowledge of your medicinal seeds that you can help grow for your for your survival survival for your community and uh, how you can help. Okay. Number three, fire. Being being able to create and maintain a fire as well as properly putting out a fire is very important. If it is cold during the day, you are going to freeze your little your little tushy off at night. If you have no fire, okay, you will freeze to death at night. So learn how to build a fire, learn how to maintain a fire, learn how to have a great fire without just throwing 50 logs on there and having a bonfire. 
using the least amount of wood to make the biggest fire that you can. That way everybody's warm around you, okay? That's going to depend on if it's you and your dad, if it's you and your mom, dad, brother, sister, if it's you and a bunch of people, okay, that's going to depict the size of your fire. So knowing how many people are in your group to how big that fire needs to be to how much stock you have around you to build that fire, okay? So number three, fire, creating and maintaining. Now, I've already done the cheating, okay, on starting a fire, but if you want to go all the way down to using kindling and, you know, getting your 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 twigs and your pine needles and all that stuff to really get down to the very basics of building that fire, please do. It, it's all knowledge, okay? I have the cheaters. I've got the toilet paper rolls with the lint in them, and I have strikers. I have... Uh, the lighters, and I've got match uh, booklet matches, match booklets to help help me with that. And they're all in waterproof containers. And but again, if you happen to lose it, if I lose my bag, if I, you know, whatever, I you need to start having the absolute basics, clanking two rocks together to get a spark. Okay, that will help start this fire. Okay, so teach your children that. Number four. We're going to use this fire now to cook. Cooking on an open flame is going to be important because you need to have your proteins. You need to have energy. You need to feed everybody, okay? This will come down to the age of the child, of course. Um, can you handle it? My children, all of them know how to cook. Um, some of them better than others, okay? But that's just the age that they're at and where they're at in their life and what their friends are doing, okay? But all three of my children can cook, Okay, my I walked in today from work. My son's got frigging eggs and toast going because he needed to have something after school for a snack. Um, I know my my oldest is very proficient in cooking noodles because she hates the taste of most everything else and she eats a lot of noodles. At least I know she can cook some noodles. Okay, um, but that'll come with their their age and their maturity level. Teaching your child about properly cooked food so that way it's not undercooked. That'll come in time, okay? Um, we need to teach them the importance of undercooked food in a survival aspect like that. When we're at home and we have undercooked food, we're basically going to have stomach flu, okay? We're going to have a little bit of stomach rot, but we're going to be at home. We've got medicine. We can treat that. We can do all this stuff. If we are outside and we are in the wilderness, if we're even out camping, I don't, I don't care. Undercooked food is going to be the worst health issue that you're going to have to deal with. So my advice would be to find out where that overcooked line is. And then as you get older, the more you cook, the more you are cooking for others, you can start backing off of that line. But you need to find where that line is first. And, and if you're over, if it goes over that line, perfect. Now work your way backwards. We don't want to get to a line where, oh shit, this is raw in the middle. I'm gonna to have to start working up. That's the wrong way to go about it because now we've got sick people in our group. In our group, so uh, cooking on open flame. Uh, come down to age, the child can handle it. Teaching the child about properly cooked food and why undercooked food um, is bad for the group. Food in a survival situation doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be cooked. 
Also, in your bag, have some salt, have some pepper, have some uh, Mrs. Dash in there. It's lightweight, it's a small container, but also it'll help season your season your food as you're av- as you're having to eat it. Okay. Um, undercooked food creates stomach rot. You can eat cola, and you can have just general flu-like symptoms. Being out in the wild, we don't want to have a cola. Okay. Now we're we're really screwed as a group if one of our members has E. cola or you know stomach flu from food poisoning because if it's one it's probably three or four people so as a group aspect we don't want that as a group we want to stay as healthy as possible Uh, when you're trying to survive in the wilderness maintaining top health is key to having a strong successful group uh starting a meal getting completely done um i already talked about that but all of that starts in the kitchen right now okay have your children in the kitchen right now learning how to cut potatoes learning how to bake potatoes learning how to boil potatoes learning how to do eggs just simple stuff and then start growing from that okay teaching your children in the kitchen right now and then maybe move outside to a grill, a briquette grill, and cooking on there. Okay, you can get some um, pans that go out there. You can get uh, flat griddles that go out there. You know, you can you can find other ways to keep them cooking. But now we're outside and and learning that way. So make it fun, make it fun. The kids are gonna love it. Okay, all kids need to learn how to do this, and. It'll be a tool that they can use going forward without a natural disaster, without having to survive. They're going to be in high school. They're going to be in college. They're going to be on their own. Yes, parents, our children are growing up. They will be on their own. I know you want to throw throw grenades at me right now because our children are babies, but they are going to grow older. So uh, teach them. Teach them in the kitchen right now. Number five, training how to open cans of food with a can opener but also without a can opener. Might seem very elementary, but if they can't open something, they're they're not eating. Okay, we don't have a fridge with us. Okay, if we're out in in survival mode, we don't have a fridge with us. So a lot of our food is going to come from um, cans, canned stuff. Okay, if we have to do, uh, let's say we do supply runs. Okay, let's just just say it like that. Um, a lot of it, a lot of your unperished foods will be in cans. So opening things up without a can opener, um, right now is, is a very valuable tool. Okay. So find that, uh, online. There are several ways. Okay. And I, again, I don't want to go over that right now. There are several ways to open up cans without a can opener. Now, you take my roommate and I, when I was in college, we tried getting into some tuna fish. We did not, our can opener broke on us, okay? Now, what do we do? The two of us, being the brain surgeons that we are, we used needle-nose pliers and worked our way around the can. (laughs) So dumb. Uh, Tuna juice everywhere. But uh, we got into that can, though, so we did get into it, but it was not pretty and uh but it was a means to an end and we did get in there so um also with these foods okay we want to know three other aspects when it comes to this what does that food look like coming out of the can what does it smell like and what do we know okay what does it look like is it discolored 
Does it look kind of unappealing? Um, sometimes stuff does separate as it sits in a can. It is still completely fine. It just needs to stir up. Okay. What does it smell like? That will be the best indicator if something is spoiled and rotten or if it's still good. Okay. We should have a pretty good idea of what things look like and what smells like in normal situations that we can use that knowledge while we're away from home. But no, what do we know? Do we have an expiration date? Do we know a best if sold by date? Things in cans last a long time. Okay, Expiration dates are mere guidelines. It is not fact that these are dead after this date. I know so many people who once that date's done, they throw it away because, oh, no, it's no good. That date's here. That's wrong. The only reason they do that is because then you can't go back onto a store and sue them because, well, what we sold you was out of date and now it's no good. So they back that date up so that way it gets sold, number one, okay? But number two, it it keeps them from being sued, okay? Stuff in cans lasts a long time past the expiration date but again knowing that okay sometimes cans can get a little nick in them and it doesn't seal right so knowing smell knowing the looks and knowing the knowledge of the can all three of those aspects is what will make us give us the knowledge of before we open that can to after we open the can and we can look and smell okay Following these three aids will help complete food health. Again, if we have a gut rot, if we have stomach flu, food poisoning, our group is screwed then at that point. So keeping our group healthy is the most important. Looking for mold, odd coloring, smelly, funky odors. You know, we want to look for all of that. Number six, how to safely use a knife. Again, again, knowing how old your child is, knowing the maturity, the mental prowess of your of your children and are they able to use a knife um, this lesson again age appropriate this also includes axes and hatchets okay so we want to be able to use an axe to create firewood we want to use an axe to um, you know if we have to cut down trees if we have to do other stuff for uh, survival building shelter anything like that um, hatchets would be more used for your vines, for your smaller trees, for your limbs. Um, later on, later on in this list, we have a fishing pole. Okay, so we want to find a good, strong limb. We're going to need a hatchet to to get into that aspect of of being able to fish. So, uh, teach your kids how to use all those if they are ready. Okay, the knife will have many uses for survival out in the wilderness. It's not just for cutting. Using the blunt to start a fire using the bottom of the knife to break glass. Most of your most of your knives have a glass breaker on them. I'm I'm pulling mine out of out of my pocket right now. I've got a glass breaker on the bottom. I've got a seatbelt um, cutter blade area right here and then it opens up and I've got a I've got a 3-inch blade that I can use. I got a blunt side for fire starter and it's a and then I've got um, a grippy thing on this side that I don't know, I've been using the file my nails with myself, but I'm sure there's another aspect of it. But uh, but teaching your kids how to use a knife, okay? Not only will that prepare them for this, that knowledge can be used later on, 
Okay, that, that knowledge can be used down the road for when they're in high school, for if they get in a car wreck and they got to cut the seatbelt. Okay, them knowing how to use a knife other than, than cutting things, use that. That's knowledge that you can use. Um, where am I at here? Uh, the blade cut, most importantly, don't cut yourself. Okay, we want to, that's why we want to teach them. We want to teach uh, gun safety, fire um the hunter safety courses we want to we, we do that so that way your children don't shoot themselves okay like oh what does this do do i want to point it at myself you know needs to be age appropriate they need to be mature enough okay so this one number six is is a very how mature is your child okay just goes along with gun safety i do not have firearms in this okay because that is going to depict or that's going to depend on your child and that's going to depend on you know, the, the firearms that you do have available. Hopefully your children do know how to use a firearm if you have a firearm, okay? Number seven, using and creating a snare to, to catch smaller game, smaller wild game. Knowledge is uh, huge for this one, and so does practice. Um, uh, my example is your dog will understand. So building a snare uh, plenty of youtubes out there we want to catch a rabbit we want to catch a squirrel we want to catch something smaller but also we can we can then use this for um survival purposes of catching i don't know larger animals or catching bad guys okay that'll that'll you know the situation is there okay but uh but small game for right now okay um, number eight goes right along with number seven, how to properly clean the game that you just caught a rabbit, a squirrel, and then cooking it properly. That goes back to number four, wild game needs to be cooked thoroughly so that we stay away from undercooked meat, undercooked, um, you know, food poisoning. We don't want E. cola. Okay. Um, proper, proper health is a, is a huge key to survival. Okay. Um, properly cleaning. We want to make sure that we get all the, all the hair off of it, all the skin off of it, and we get the meat. Okay. A lot of children won't be ready for this pheasant, um, you know, goose, rabbit, anything like that. Okay. You want to be able to clean properly and cook properly. So doing that now, watching videos, doing it now will only make it easier for them in the future. Okay, so the first few times you'll probably have to be there to help them, but they'll they'll understand. They'll they'll start doing it themselves. Number nine goes right along with this because we are following a water source. Okay, which we are going to outline in number ten and sixteen. We need to have the knowledge of fishing. Okay, and again, we having the hatchet to find the proper limbs to use in our bags. We want to have line. Okay, if we can fit um, other things for fishing in our bag, then great. If we don't have a bag, we need to use what we have. So having fishing line, if we're able to find it, using the limb to how to create a pole, and then that's how we fish with. I remember as a kid, we'd be out in the bear paws, and we could build our own fishing poles out of sticks. Okay, and we could catch fish. Okay, it's a, it's a, it's a very useful tool, but it's a tool that you might have to use later on. Number one, it's fun. Number two, it's like a little science project or a little craftsman project that you can use with your children, okay? 
Plus it teaches them a skill going on through life if we never have to use these for survival. Um, learning how to create a pole out of a tree limb um, and then work. If we catch a fish, again, properly cleaning the fish out, properly cooking it. Undercooked fish is going to give you stomach rot. Um, sub number two or sub number one of number nine. Okay. The fishing one knots, knowing all of your knots, knowing how to use fishing knots. I struggle with this because my fingers just don't work well with, with small fishing line and, and creating knots. My best friend Brooks is amazing with that, but he also is a nurse he's works with small tubes he works with you know he's great with his fingers ladies and he ties my knots for me when we go fishing because i just i struggle so much with that but teaching your children the knots to use and that's not just knots for fishing we're building a tarp we're using a tarp for um survival purposes creating our camp okay we're going to start tying things down let's say we're using our pickup for something and we need to create shelter we're going to tie it down. Sometimes we won't have bungees. We won't have straps. We have rope. Okay? So using what we have to our advantage, but if we can't tie things down properly and we don't know what knots to use in certain situations, then it's it's a, it's a loss. Okay? So knowing your knots. Uh, everyday life. Uh, being able to tie down anything so that the wind doesn't blow it away. Uh, tying your animals up so that they don't get away. Okay, your dogs, your you know, I don't know, a pig. You want to tie up a pig? I guess I don't know. Uh, setting a trap in your snare. Okay, your snare is a certain knot as well. So having that knot will will ties right into that. So that way we can catch the small game. So that way we can cook it properly. Um, it's just knowing your knots is good for all phases of your life in survival, out of survival. You're, you're out hunting, you're out backpacking, you're going to need to know knots, okay? Number 10, staying on a water source. Uh, this will help with the water filtration and storage, okay? That's your next tool. Again, age appropriate. Uh, we don't want to overwhelm the child, okay? That's a lot of knowledge. It's a lot, okay? The water procurement is a lot. So, again, in this aspect, our parents are with us, adults are with us, Adults need to know this more than the child, but in that what-if scenario situation, your children need to know this as well. That's why, again, at the very beginning I said, number 10, being a water source, we need water for us to live. We can last three days. The, 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 the group of three, or the what did, what did Mr. Freedom Stick say? Uh, the, the power of three, I can't remember what it is, three minutes of air, three days without water, three weeks without food. So we, water is very important, okay? So we need to be able to learn how to filtrate and store our water. Uh, age appropriate, we don't want to overwhelm them. All children should know what to, what to look for in water. Uh, we want to know, um, I want to know what you're thinking. When, you, when we come up to a water, what are we looking for? Are we looking for that algae water? Are we looking to get deep in the water? What are we looking for? Uh, the, the different situations that can come up of, of using the water, of cleaning the water. Um, again, we're hoping that the adults are there to help with this. It's not left onto the child. But as of right now, when we're teaching, 
make your children do those decisions, okay? If long as they're age appropriate. Um, and then now we're going to start adding in our last ones, okay? We have that fire going. Why are we boiling water now, okay? Why are we cleaning the water? Can We get a, we get to a river, a water source, we got to boil that water, right? Fish are in there. Animals have been peeing in there. There might be a disease floating in there, but we can boil it all out and it's safe water. Then we can drink it and use it for, for cooking, whatever we need, okay? So using our fire that we built from scratch, now we're finding a using our water source to boil so that way we have water with us. But having that knowledge, instead of it just being done for us, having that knowledge is very important, okay? Knowledge of creating our own filters. So those books that we had talked about using... The, the literature that we get to how to build a, a filter. Mr. Freedom Stick talked about it on our very first podcast with him about a water filtration system. You know, we can we all have the, the life straws. We all have the Sawyer filter systems. Those are all great until they don't work anymore. Now we need to have that knowledge in our, in our minds, okay? So again, this list is for the knowledge of... Uh, knowledge of creating our own filter and what's around you so that way we can we can keep everybody alive in a group setting uh, it might just save the whole group um, and it can also be used as a barter tool other people aren't going to have this knowledge so if we are able to use water as a barter hey you've got coffee i got water why don't we make something here uh, you've got extra batteries i've got fresh water i have the tools to create fresh water. I need some batteries. Okay. We just made a, we just made a trade. Money is going to be worth nothing when it, when it comes to a situation like this, what am I going to do with the dollar bill? What am I going to do with a 10, a 20, a hundred dollar bill? I can't go to the store and buy anything with it. What do you have? You have coffee, donuts, no, there's probably a bad idea. Twinkies, Twinkies last forever. You've got ding dongs, ho hos, Twinkies. I've got water. Okay, we can make a trade. Uh, many, many books online, um, on online in your library. Like I said, I've ordered mine. Mine are coming in. Books online to study about water procurement, water filtration, and water storage. Okay, as a child, it is going to depend on their age and their maturity level. So, um, oh, I went too far. I went too far. Number eleven, basic first age. First aid, uh, bandages, splints, ointments, um, why we elevate twists and sprains, okay? That knowledge can be used right now. All of our kids play sports. They've all had scrapes. They've all fallen down hard. We've had to use ice. We've used the rice system, raise, elevate, raise ice, um, something elevate. I forget what C is. I'm drawing a brain fart, but sure you know what it is. Shoot me a message, shoot me an email. Um, rice, uh, having the knowledge of first aid. Uh, it'll not only help yourself stay healthy, but in a group setting, it'll help the group stay alive longer. Okay, The group is as strong as its weakest link. So keeping everybody as healthy as possible in a group setting is key. Uh, proper hygiene as well. If we have a water source, we want to be downriver, Okay, from the water that we're using, but we can use that water as um, to, to bathe in. Okay, but let's say we we don't have that. We've got a jug that we can now create with a hose to create a shower, but we don't want to use that much water. 
we're saving, we're surviving, we're survivalists now, okay? We're using that water to to clean ourselves. We're not going to be able to go upstairs, turn the water on, go get the coffee pot going, get that water all nice and hot and steamy, and then get in the shower for a 45-minute shower. We're not going to have that time. So proper hygiene of learning how to clean ourselves the best, using the, that river water to clean our clothes. But also if we have a cut, we need to be able to clean out that cut. Okay, so that way we're not walking around. Cuts create an infection, create a bacteria. All sorts of things can happen with that. Okay, we want to be able to clean up those cuts and lessen the chance of infection. So hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. And as our teenagers grow, they kind of kick hygiene out the door in everyday situations right now. So uh, I can only imagine if we're out in a survival situation of what their hygiene is going to be then. But let's let's not worry about that. Let's just use this as a step for survival in whatever we're doing. Number 12, how to find and build shelter to stay dry, warm, and cool out in the wilderness. Okay, this is going to come in training of taking a drive somewhere. I love driving back roads. I love going down that old country farm road and just driving, letting the mind work, looking out in the fields, the hillsides, the sky, watching the sunset. You know, we can do that while we're going along the river. We can get out and we can walk along the riverbed to see where where would we where would a good survival spot be? Where are we hidden from things? Um, wind, okay? We want to find a good spot where we can stay warm, we can stay dry. Uh, you know, if we're warm and dry, we're staying away from illness, we're staying healthy, and we won't freeze to death, okay? Finding good shelter, walking along a riverbed, looking for spots, okay? If we're out in the open, it's a little tougher. Uh, if it's snowing out and there's feet of snow, we can dig a hole in the snow and that will keep us warm. Snow is a very useful tool of, of survival because now we're able to have a shelter around us with the other snow. So use that. Don't, don't you're, you know, you're going to need other stuff around you, a coat and, and blanket and stuff, but uh, using the snow to, to deal with that, it will be helpful, okay? But again, having that knowledge to, to do so, getting the books, getting the literature, it'll all help. Uh, also, Good shelter will help keep predators away, okay, and keep you safe. So if we've got a good spot where we have the high ground and we're able to, let's say, let's say a porcupine or a bear or something comes up on us, we have the line of sight. We don't have to worry about what's behind us because we've got a hillside behind us, okay, or, or a bank behind us, something. All we got to worry about what's in front of us, okay? So now we're going to use that to our advantage, um, number 13 here, uh, tactical movements. Okay. Now we're, we're looking for shelter. Okay. This is all kind of flowing into each other. This is, this is going to be fun. Okay. We're teaching our kids this. We can use it to be fun. We're, we're, we're trying to hide from the aliens. Okay. Or something we can make a, we can make a game of it again, age appropriate. Okay. If your kids are older, I suggest paintball. Okay, we're going to find tact. We're going to use tactical movements. How do we move around without being seen? The older they get, we can be playing paintball. We can be doing Nerf guns. We can do all this other stuff using these tactical movements 
but we're keeping ourselves safe. We're trying to find, we're applying number 12 of, of, a, of a safe spot, a safe haven, a shelter for number 13 of tactical movements. When do we want to move around? Okay. Um, we don't want to have uh, big movements, loud movements. We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. How do we move from one place to another without being seen? Okay. Uh, also, we're, we're, we might be moving to not be seen by animals. Okay. We don't want to be seen by a bear. We don't want to be seen by other things. We also need to know about snakes. If we're out in the wilderness, snakes have their own spots too. Okay. We don't want to definitely get into a spot where they've already laid eggs. They've already, you know, they've, they've claimed that as their own. We don't want to deal with that. Again, if they bite us, now we're, our group is screwed. Okay. Keeping ourselves safe from animals as well as someone trying to find us. Moving tactical movements. Uh, we want to know how to use the brush, use the trees, moving at night, using riverbeds. All of that will flow into our tactical movements. Being able to see ahead, okay, we want to have the we want to have the um, five and twenty-five, the three hundred sixty-five degree movements. We want to be able to control the high ground. Okay, that's what we've learned from Mr. Freedom Stick. Okay, five and twenty-five. We're we're holding our five feet or our five yards down, but we want to move twenty-five. Okay, and that's how we secure spots. Tactical movements. Um, also, we are in a spot. Let's say we we go back to number twelve. We've got our spot. What are our escape routes out of that? Bear comes crashing into camp. Okay. Uh, something happens, okay? What are our escape routes? Where are we going to? All of that kind of needs to be plotted out in your tactical movements. Knowing when to cross a river or a tree growth or fence line. I don't want to just be bouncing back and forth. Our movements need to mean something, okay? So having that knowledge, but doing that right now, so that way we can make those mistakes, okay, in a tactical aspect we can make those mistakes now and it's not going to hurt us we'll get a paintball to the side of the neck or the back or the arm but it's not going to hurt us in a survival situation okay number 14 self-defense um right now your children should be in a some sort of an mma class karate taekwondo um mma style uh, training of some sort okay this can be used for not only self-defense, but also it teaches discipline, teaches patience, teaches courage, okay? This is everyday use. This is not just for survival. This is for everyday use. Bullies in the classroom. It's going to teach us to be patient. It's going to teach us to be disciplined, okay? Um, if we have to use it, our children will now have that knowledge of how to defend themselves with their legs, with their fists, with their mind, using these MMA classes for self-defense right now before we get into a survival aspect, okay? Um, very important. But how many kids now do you know have some sort of a mental problem? And I'm going to use mental problem very lightly. Depression, anxiety, you know, all of that stuff to where being in a class like this might help them, Okay. So use, use those MMA classes, very helpful, very, you know, you've got a kid that's kind of wild. They will teach him discipline. Okay. Uh, being in shape along with that, uh, trust us, all of us parents, we could probably do better. 
Okay. We are definitely not going out there and running 18 miles. We're not going out there and walking, you know, day and night for 48 hours. Okay. That shit is not going to happen. But being in a shape to doing endurance walking, five and 25. Okay. We, we have our five. We want to go 25. Okay. That's where we start. But when you're, you need to be out doing walks. Bring your children along on the walks with you so that way they start building up their endurance. When you go for these walks, take your bag with you. If you are a go bagger, if you've got your um, you know, your 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 gear bag, it needs to be with you. Okay. If you're in a survival situation, that bag needs to be packed up with everything that you think you need, and you're gonna go on the walks for it with it because that will give you the training, the endurance that you need to be doing that. Okay. I would suggest not walking on just the, the, the pavement roads because in a survival situation, we don't want to be out on the main road, right? We need to be out in a farmland. We need to be, uh, you know, driving outside of town, walking along the side of the road. I'd find a dirt road, not a highway to practice in, but getting that building your legs up for the uneven, unevenness of the dirt of the rocks of whatever else okay crossing over fence line um getting our bodies in that type of shape so that we're able to endure our training mission (laughs) our survival um plus knowing how much maybe maybe after that you figure out i've got way too much stuff in the sack in my bag it it it, stuff needs to go okay so you're going to get that training beforehand okay Number 16, and I've known I've known how to do this. My dad, my father was a truck driver. My granddad was a truck driver. I have known how to read a map since I was three years old, okay? Knowledge of maps. We will not have cell phones. We will not have our tablets. They will be obsolete when the grid goes down, okay? We get a natural disaster, earthquake, fire, volcanoes, tornadoes. It's going to take away our infrastructure of phones, internet and electricity okay all of it's going to be gone you need to have paper mats on hand paper maps on hand knowing how to use them having the proper map okay for your town i suggest having um you have your state map but i suggest having the states around you okay in case something happens that we've got to get away from wherever we're at we now have those other states around us paper maps okay uh, they do make laminated maps, which which might be better than the paper map, okay? But the laminated maps, they fold up nicely, and then you can store them in your bag. But it won't rip on you. You won't get it wet. You can take it outside with you in the rain. Okay, you can use them then. So those are on eBay. Those are on Amazon. Get those now. Uh, having the paper nap- maps and the knowledge of how to read them will be key to survival, okay? Something happens, okay? Barrett Riles, my buddy my buddy from down in California, his his go bag, okay, is for him to get home. But if some, and he carries it with him everywhere he goes, okay? He uses his maps, he uses all of his other stuff to get home. But if he's away, let's say he's 15 miles away, he's on some road, and... Let's just say EMP blast. You know, you get an earthquake or you get a volcano and it goes up, it, it could create an EMP blast. Let's just let's just say that. Okay? Your your vehicle stalls on the side of the road. And now you're forced to walk the rest of the way. You're 15 miles away. How are you getting there? Okay, have your maps with you. 
and and his go bag is to get him home. Uh, having the maps um, in other areas, just in case you're on your way home, you're in Oregon on your way back to Spokane, you need to have the maps to figure out how to stay off the main road, but also to guide you to wherever that you're going. Okay. Um, if you live in a city, you need to have your city map that breaks down all the streets. You can put different markers. You can outline where other people live. Okay. And that kind of ties into the, the next, um, number 17, but we, we want to be able to use our maps for us. Also, we need to use compasses. Okay, having a compass that works, knowing how to read it, and using our map with our compass will make using that the course of our travel a lot easier. Number 17, uh, the knowledge of our family members, friends, distinct landmarks. We're going to use our map to work for us. We're going to use the map to uh, City Hall. Where's City Hall? Okay, so I, I'm, I'm in the city map. I know where City Hall is at, and I know where Grandma's house is at, that maybe I can get to there. My house, um, earthquake knocked it down. Okay, I've got to get somewhere safe. Grandma's house is there. Uh, Uncle Pat's house is over there. Cousin Tony's house is over there. Okay, those are all on our maps. How are we going to get there safely? Okay, having those maps, using the maps, having a plan in a situation like that. And that, that will be the biggest one, having a plan. If this event happens... These steps need to be taken place. Have that conversation now. If something happens, we're doing this. We're meeting here. We're going here. If I'm not here, we're waiting our 72 hours, okay? The the 72-hour rule of obtaining our 5 and 25, creating knowledge, what's going on around us, assessing the situation. But, earthquake, demolished our house we have no more safe haven where are we going these steps need to happen now okay um use your 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 child can use a map okay i've been using maps since i'm three this will not be too much for them when you're on a road trip pull out the map they tell you where to go okay make it fun for them to use the map you want to give them a target of where you're going and then they tell you where to go Okay, that's a great training tool for using maps, and also it makes them aware of what is around them. If you choose to do so, having meetup locations or certain situations can be helpful. Uh, again, using the map for the best places for this. Um, we do not want to cross cross paths with people doing the same thing. Okay, we'll get tied down, we'll get lost in the scramble. We don't want to pick the same safe place as everybody else. Okay, we want to have some st- strategy, have some strategy when we're doing this. Yes, your home is the safest place to be because that is your high ground. That is your spot. That's where you know your food storage is at. That's where you know your weapons are at if you need them. But that's your safe place. Just in case, have a plan C, have a, have a plan B, have a plan C, have a plan D. Okay, have different plans because... Things do happen, okay? Uh, knowing how to find a water source from these from these plans uh, of the of the maps, okay? Um, knowing a water source from the map will be vital to survival because we need to have water, uh, and it can be used as a reference point for your journey, okay? If we come across a bend, we have that map to show us. Oh, there's the bend. I know exactly where we're at. 
okay? So using our maps for us to keep us alive, okay? <clears throat> Number 18, uh, knowledge of sewing, okay? Learning how to sew, very basic. We learned it in home ec. We've got grandmas that know how to do it, and they're, you know, they, they kind of taught us. Knowledge of sewing. Uh, it'll cover so many areas in your daily life. It'll cover your survival, okay, if we're out having to survive, or just in everyday life. Repairing clothes that have tears. Preparing shelter if you need to fix something. It has a tear. You've got a tarp that now needs to be, needs to be fixed. Um, let's say your skin. You, you get a cut, a gash um, from, from your journey that now is going to be infected that normally you'd go get stitches you're going to have to clean that baby out and sew it up. Okay, sorry. Sorry. That's where we're at. And you and you have to do that, okay? Um we get uh up our pants, okay? We're going along uh tree limb scratches our pants or cuts our pants and now we've got a little scratch on our on our skin. We don't want that to happen again. We want to have the best clothes that we can for for the time being. We're going to need to sew that. We need to sew that pant up so that way it's strong again and it'll protect us. Just like the water, we can use sewing as a barter. Now, we come across another group, another family that, man, our, our clothes are all beat up. You know, hey, you got some coffee grounds, you've got some power bars, you've got, you know, batteries. I can sew your pants up for you. Um, your shelter's pretty raggy. We can, raggedy raggedy we can sew that up for you okay you can use that as a barter service okay um and then and then you know fixing yourself you you cut a gash in yourself uh first aid having that knowledge okay it's gonna suck but you're gonna have to do it to stay alive um number 19 preach to your children about being aware of their surroundings i don't know how many times right now I'll be in a mall, I'll be in a grocery store, I'll be in my own vehicle. Where are mostly your kids' faces at? In their phone, right? Get it get that away from them. They have to start learning around them. My daughter, my oldest daughter, she's learning how to drive. Okay? I will allow her to be on her phone to start off with, but after a while, she's not. She's paying attention. What street did we just pass? What's the speed limit? Um What's the road coming up that that sign just showed? Uh, is there railroad crossings? Something. I want to keep her engaged, okay? And these are tools that she's going to have to learn while she's driving anyway because she's not going to have her her face in her phone. It's got to be paying attention to what's around you, okay? You walk into a restaurant, and I'm very good at this. I can walk into a restaurant, and I can survey that entire thing in one look. I can see where my exit points are, and I can know where... What window I have, I can break to get us out, okay? Um, I know where other people are at, and I'm very cautious. That might just be from me being a catcher growing up my entire life. I've had to watch the entire field without making too much movement, and I'm able to use my eyes. So that that is probably just me being me, but knowing what is around you. Okay, people walk in and out, people are around you. You don't want people coming up behind you. You need to have that awareness. Use the awareness around you. Um, teach them what line of sight means. 
Okay, we need to be aware of our surroundings. We don't want people hiding on us. What is in front of me that people could be around? Animals could be around. Okay, we're in a dumpster. We're we're walking down an alley and there's a dumpster and there's a coyote around there that we might be able to see the paws on behind the dumpster. Okay, being aware, our line of sight. Uh, being aware of the surroundings might be easiest uh, easiest way to uh, problem solve, especially for shelter. Okay, our line of sight. If I'm in a shelter, I want to be able to 365 degree protection, right? Five and 25. But if I'm in a shelter and I'm up against a tree line, if I'm up against a, a cliff of some sort, I know that half of my setting is already taken care of. I don't have to worry about what's behind me because it's dirt. Now I've just got what's in front of me, line of sight, okay? Teach them how to use this. Um, being a hard worker as well as a self-starter, screen went blank, okay, being a hard worker as well as a self-starter will allow your child to become a natural leader. Situational awareness, keeping calm, relying on the plan, those are all parts of being a leader. Situational awareness, Okay, we're keeping calm in whatever situation and we're relying on the plan that we've already talked about. Okay, your child does not know this yet. That is, that is breeding them to become a leader. Um, if they are scared at all, okay, stay put. Stay put until you're forced to leave. Okay, if we forget what our plan is, stay put. Don't get out there and get lost. Because let's say let's say my kids are on their own, okay? Something happens to a house, the house. I'm not there yet. I'm on my way home from work, and they or there's no house to go to. We are going to, to to position A on our on our maps, but they freak out. They can no longer get there. They panic. They don't follow the plan. I'm following the plan. I go there. They're not there. I go to position B. They're not there. They've forgotten everything. They've panicked. Okay? If you get scared, stay put. Um, number 20, have faith. Faith in God. Faith in themselves. Faith in the plan that the leaders have put together. Leaders being your parents, being the leaders of your group. Okay? Faith in the days of surviving uh, will lead you to better, better days ahead. Okay, if you're always second guessing, if you're always thinking, oh, I'm going to die now, I'm going to die now, I'm going to die now, you're not going to, to make it very far. You have to have the faith and the courage that you are going to make it through that day, that you are going to get to where you're going to go. You are going to see your parents again. We are going to follow the plan. Having that faith, faith in God, okay? In my go bag, I've got a copy of the, a constitution, and I've got a Bible. Okay, carry your Bible, your constitution with your maps. That way, one, let's say you're in a survival situation, you have something to read. You've got your Bible to read. You've got your constitution to read. Okay, if you want to carry another book, go for it. Have your Bible, have your constitution. Uh, knowing what your morals and your values are for yourself, for your family, okay? Um, that's everyday life. Number 20, everyday life. Having faith in God, faith in yourself, faith in your leaders of the plan, okay? 
That's every day, not just the survival aspect, every day. Knowing your morals and values for yourself, for your family, standing up for others, teaching when you don't need to teach, or teaching when, um, I'm sorry, teaching when other people don't know. Okay, we've gone through a list of other things that some people might not know. If we're able to teach them, do it. The more people that we can serve that can survive whatever's going on, the stronger our community will be and the and the stronger that that other people will be as well, okay? Keep a Bible, copy of the Constitution um in with your maps for safekeeping, okay? Um that might be a lot uh, these are the, the top 20. If you need me to email these to you, I am more than happy to email you. Email me, extralambo at gmail.com. Okay? Uh, use these. Uh, you can build your own list. I, I'm, I, I'm here to help. Okay? I've, I think that these are the top 20 of what I'm going to teach my kids. I think that this is a very easy top 20 to know and learn. If you want to add to it, please do. Okay, we can have that conversation of, well, I think this is more important than this, and I'm all ears. I mean, we're all we're all gonna think of something that, that might be different. Email the show, message the show, extralambo at gmail.com, a little extra lambo on Facebook, South Hill Podcast Studios on TikTok. Okay. I'm I'm all over the place. So find me. The podcast. You might be able to email me through the podcast itself. Um that I don't know, but but check that. As long as you're looking around, leave a leave a like, okay? Hit that notification bell, hit that hit that uh, follow button. And that way I can as soon as I produce a show, it'll pop up, boom, new show is new show is out there. So, top 20, these are Lambo's uh, um, top 20 children survival list, okay? Use these. Most of them are for everyday everyday nonsense, but they're going to have the knowledge if something does happen. And they're able to revert back to the teachings that you have given to them, to the knowledge that you have given to them. You'll notice that throughout this entire list, we don't have many tools. Okay, We have our go-bags with us, but this list does not count in this go-bag. This is knowledge. Yes, there are some things that are in there. I'm not saying that. But in this list, it's knowledge. Teaching your kids the knowledge to get them through. Um, you're going to hear this on Friday, on Friday, tomorrow, okay, on the 12th, uh, Mr. Freedom Stick has his virtual workshop, go to him, uh, Mr. Freedom Branch 5.0, Mr. Freedom Stick on TikTok and Instagram, he has his virtual workshop for uh, um, preparing and survival, okay, get into that, he does have limited spots, I don't know where he's at of numbers, Get into that workshop. If you have no idea where to begin, start right there. Okay, tell them Lambo sent you, and it's not going to help you out any, but just tell them Lambo sent you, okay, and and uh, use that tool. If you need anything from me in helping you survive and using the tools, the resources, use me. I will help you. I will point you in the right direction. Um, get, on to, get on to Google. Don't buy everything that you come across. Okay, you're not going to be able to take it with you. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're not going to be able to take it with you. You need the knowledge. Okay, this has been a little extra Lambo. Um, again, extralambo@gmail.com. Hit that like button. Hit that follow button. Hit the notification bell. Leave me a review. 
Okay, five-star review and leave a comment. Lambo's top 20 children's survival list. Peace. Eventbrite, Saturday, March 12th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific. Survive with the basics. The virtual workshop brought to you by none other than Mr. Freedom Sick himself. Spots are limited. If you want to learn about the required equipment and the knowledge for survival, building a proper survival mindset, and how to build an effective EAP, which is your emergency action plan. Tickets are on sale now. You can find the link on TikTok and Instagram at at Mr. Freedom Stick 5.0 or at Mr. Freedom Branch. Get your tickets now.